Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 149. Coming to you this evening, it is late, it's actually early morning because it's after midnight, on a balmy, steamy kind of evening, as I sit here in my Serenity Place, also known as Shalom Place, which is my screened-in back porch. Now, I would love to take a picture of the moment right now, but it's dark, so my camera wouldn't really work. But it is a unique moment, because normally I have my globe twinkle lights, which uh, line the outline of the porch. I usually have those on, along with multiple candles. But tonight, it's just one candle, and the full moon streaming beautifully and perfectly into the porch area. And it is a glow with that moonlight. Pretty neat. I, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm digging it. Um, doesn't happen all the time. Grateful that it is happening tonight. It was a mostly sunny day, and I did keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to recognize the presence of God on a Tuesday that felt like a Monday because it was the first day of the school week. So come join me here in the moonlight, dance in the moonlight, or um, any of those moonlight songs, play the moonlight sonata, I suppose. And I'll tell you about my day today. So I didn't really have a God presence moment until this evening. And it was a good day. It was the last week of teaching. My classroom was pretty hot, although the four fans that were blowing did keep the uh, coolness, uh, kept the heat down, added some coolness, even though the room is not air conditioned. But I didn't really experience any moments that were particularly rich or ripe with the presence of God. Just a lot of little moments part of a day that was not too out of the ordinary. And I really was kind of wondering what I would reflect on this evening until I was at the sink doing dishes. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know that the sink doing dishes for me is a special time. It's a time where I listen to podcasts. It's a time where I sometimes watch videos. I listen to music. Uh, uh, frequently, I will listen to a great course, trademark. You might have heard of those, those uh, college-level lectures that are quite entertaining and I find um, very interesting. And Actually, I am grateful my parents bought me um, subscriptions. Well, not subscriptions. They purchased a number of them for me. They've been very generous with, um, with giving me that form of education. And my library also checks them out. So... I was listening to one of those tonight, and it was, uh, I just started it, it's on the history of music, but not really the history of music, it was really uh, music as a indicator of historical events. So basically, looking at how history influences music, different pieces that were composed for specific moments in history. Anyway, the... um, Uh, lecturer was talking about the various uh, monarchs in England and how they were all related and 
how they had these just crazy intertwined lives and it began with Henry VIII and how different kings from other countries got involved. And so I'm listening here to this story of royalty and my wife is over in the next room and she's um, watching something and what I look up on Netflix and actually she, she scrolls through Netflix for a while trying to find something and eventually she finds a documentary on the royal wedding. Now, this is uh, the Prince Harry, I guess it is. I am not a royal watcher, so if I got the name wrong, I do apologize. And his uh, wife now, Meghan Markle. And um, I didn't really watch the documentary. I was just kind of noticing that it was on. But I felt like this was a moment of confluence, a moment that God was making a connection for me. And the connection is this, because we've been talking in my classes lately about kingdoms and the kingdom of God compared to the kingdom of humans. And for those of you that, that maybe aren't familiar with the term, the kingdom of God, I will keep it very brief in part because I want to go to bed. So the kingdom of God basically is at the heart of Jesus's ministry. And it is this idea that um, heaven can be on earth. Wherever God's love, wherever God's justice and mercy and compassion and forgiveness and peace reign are present, there is the kingdom of God. Now, it's not fully established because sin still exists in this world, but it is coming little by little, day by day, through Jesus Christ and his followers as we act in his name, imitating who he is, we bring about the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of humans is not exactly the opposite to that because there are just political leaders. There are just and fair earthly um, means of, inst of instituting power. But more often than not, the kingdom of humans does not use the power of love and grace and forgiveness like the kingdom of God does. It uses the power of violence and coercion and deception and manipulation. So it's really about power. And is it the power of love, the kingdom of God, or is it the power of force, the kingdom of humans? Is it power with in solidarity, which is the church on her best days, or is it power over, which is domination, which is the church on her worst days? So, again, it's, it's this tension and this conflict. And I was thinking about that and about how there's this infatuation, I think, in America of royalty, of kings and princes and princesses and the royal wedding and so forth. And... I really wonder if we reflect enough on Christ as king. Now, we do get the Sunday every year, the last Sunday of ordinary time, the last Sunday of the liturgical year, the Sunday before the start of Advent, which is Christ the King Sunday. But I really wonder if we don't think enough about this idea of Christ as the one who institutes the kingdom of God, most people, when they think of kingdom of God, they think of only heaven, that it's eternity. And as I tell my students, heaven is only one 
aspect of the fullness of the kingdom of God. Because, you know, what we pray is we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're asking for heaven to come to earth. And that is what happens when we love and forgive and are merciful and hospitable and so forth. So I was thinking of all of this as I washed there at the sink, as I thought about earthly kingdoms, as I thought about my lessons, and as I sum up my semester with my sophomores, which is the class that I taught the kingdom of God to, all these thoughts were in my head. And I give thanks because I knew that God was in the midst of all of that, that this was my God presence moment that I could share with you this evening. So in conclusion, when you think about king and kingdoms and reign, R-E-I-G-N, what comes to mind? What images are there? And where in your life do you see the kingdom of God bursting forth like the yeast in the bread that the woman uh, in Jesus's parable needs or the seed, the mustard seed that is planted in the ground or any of the other kingdom parables, the wedding banquet and so many wonderful parables that Jesus tells. Where do you see that kingdom bursting forth in the world in which you live and move each day? And most significantly, how do you foster the coming of that kingdom. As always, thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. Blessings and peace.